Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Welcome to the Travel Squad Podcast Quarantine YouTube Edition. Today we're going to be talking to you all about our travel stories that we've come across of people traveling with bad travel etiquette. I'm Jamal. Dana, Brittany, and I'm Kim. And like Jamal said, we have a weekly travel podcast called the Travel Squad Podcast, where we feature travel stories, tips, inspiration, and advice. But since people aren't traveling too much right now, we're taking to YouTube to travel virtually. I'm in Dubai and share some of our funny travel memories, then give you some advice for when you do get back on the road. Yeah, we're all here traveling virtually. Kim said she's in Dubai. Jamal's in Plitvica in Croatia. Yes. I'm in Europe. And Zaina, where are you? I am in my backyard enjoying my beautiful snapdragon flowers behind me. They are absolutely beautiful. And like Jamal said, today we're talking all about bad travel etiquette. And we're going to be throwing some shade on some of the bad travel etiquette that we've seen while we've traveled. And it's going to be filled with lots of fun stories for you guys. Yes, because you know what? People are animals. That's not to say that we're not animals sometimes too, you know, give or take. But in any case, uh, we're super excited and uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, and although you can't control how people act around you, you can definitely control how you act around other people. And don't be one of these douchers <laughs> that have bad travel etiquette, because believe me, we've seen it all. And you definitely don't want to be that person. And right off the bat, where we normally see bad travel etiquette, and this is where you can be a good human being, is at the airport at the check-in counter. Yeah, there's lines and people get frustrated and people want certain things and that they may not be getting them or their baggage is overweight and they have to pay more, take something out. It's a big point of frustration. People like lose their cool often on, but there is so much that you can get out of just being a little bit nice to that counter person. Jamal's really good about going up and being, how's your day? How are you? And we've gotten some really awesome perks just for being nice to those people. And I got to say, don't try to cut someone in line, especially if you try to cut us, I will let you know so nicely that, hey, there's a line. And don't try to like push past me or anything like that. Like that is my biggest pet peeve and I will call you out. Don't try to cut me. (laughs) And like Jamal was saying, like at the check-in counter, you can be so nice. Like Jamal and I had books separate from Zaina and Kim in terms of our flight. So we weren't seated together on a flight that we were going to take from San Diego to London, I believe. And so Jamal was just so polite to her, like, hey, is there, we're traveling as a group, we didn't book together, but is there any possibility you can seat us together? And just making sure, like, 
she knows that we're being nice and we we want to be respectful but like also can you do us a favor and just being nice and asking them how their day is can go a really long way or even calling them by their name you'd be amazed how many people make checking in an inhumane process i mean one from people cutting i've seen people who are flying economy thinking they're smart, hot shit and going into the business class and then having to be turned back around because they tell them they don't have it. So that's one thing rude to do in general, but even not being nice to the check-in attendants, you just have to be really nice to them. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people just be completely unfriendly to them and don't start off the trip wrong uh, by being one of those people. Definitely be nice to them at the check-in counter. They have so much power. So it's like, why do you want to be mean to someone who has power? And there's actually two sentences that will get you very far. One, five words. Thank you for your help. And it seems so simple, but like, it's so much nicer than just thank you. But like, thank you for your help. And then the second sentence, four words, I appreciate your help. Another one, three words, I appreciate you. And you'd be amazed. I appreciate you. People tell me that all the time. Oh, Thank you. I appreciate you too. Like they're just like dumbfounded that you said that because no one says that. So then that's true. Then very good points. So for the next subject, which I just want to touch on, there was nothing that I was going to do for the next story to make this lady happy. No matter what I said, if I apologized, if I thanked her, it was going to go down the way it was going to go down. And the way that it went down was not in my favor. We were at the London airport and on me, I brought my own American TSA pre-check bag for my liquids. And apparently in London, I learned that you actually have to put it in the London specific bag. So no matter if you already have your liquids packed in a container, you have to take them out and put them in the London approved bag. And then you have to be able to seal it closed. And the TSA lady at the London airport. Their version of TSA. Obviously. Yeah, their version of TSA. She was so angry in general. We, Zaina and I were watching her in line. Everyone was watching her in line. And we're like, we do not want to be placed in that line because she was just so rude to every single person she interacted with. She was just berating them, just yelling at them. She was being super insensitive. And when I got up there, she was telling me like, you need, to, you need to unpack your stuff and put them in again. You need to take your time. Zena was trying to be calm and like help me out. But no matter what we did or no, and no matter what we said, she was gonna act that way anyways. Yeah, but we didn't choose which line we go to. Like they had someone there telling me which line to go to. So I was ahead of Brittany. So he told me to go to her line and I'm like, ah, shit. So I go to her line and we just got off of a, obviously an international flight to London and we did bring, um, we got free travel bags from the flight attendants because we did our upgrade trip, our upgrade tip. And so if you guys want to know how to get upgraded to uh, first class or business class for free, make sure that you leave a five-star review and send it to us. We'll give you that information at the end of the episode, but it always works. And if it doesn't work because it's a full flight, then they usually give you a whole bunch of goodies. So they like loaded us up with goodies because it was a free flight. And 
I didn't have any liquids, but I did have that bag. And that bag, I think, had like maybe mouthwash and toothpaste. So she looked at me and she like very accusingly told me, you have liquids in a question kind of way. And she scared me. So I pulled that bag out because I didn't know whether or not it was going to like get flagged. But because she scared me, it made me like I was delayed. And because I was delayed, that's how Brittany ended up right next to me. And then she started to yell at Brittany. And it's like one of those things where she wouldn't stop yelling at Brittany. Like, I don't even know how to describe it, but she was like so condescending and Brittany was trying to put stuff in the bag and she was telling Brittany that she was doing it the wrong way. She was laughing at Brittany and I took, it took everything I had not to say anything to her because I felt like if I said anything to her, I would miss my flight and I'd be in a back room doing a strip cavity search while not me doing it, me having it on me. I'm sure it she would enjoy doing that to you. I was about to say, I'm sure Zayna would want that cavity search, maybe. That might be a thing, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, but, it's one of those things where you don't think about, like, if you make it out of the United States and your TSA liquid bag goes through, you don't think that you're going to get stopped anywhere else because you've already made it through security once and you don't realize, like, sometimes you have to go through security again, depending on the airport you land at. And so I just wasn't expecting that situation, but... It was a lesson for me as well. well she might think I had bad travel said, etiquette, not being a, not having the bag already packed or before I got there. She could have just been really, really mean because no one was nice to her for the whole day, giving her bad travel etiquette. So she was just reflecting it on everybody else. So I mean, you never know. Could have been both ways, but definitely be nice to them, even if they're bitches. Like that lady was a bitch in London, huh? Well, exactly. <laughs> is is Brittany had bad etiquette and not paying attention and thinking she was above the rules. <laughs> and this lady I didn't think I was above the rules. This lady was probably going to be that way whether you were nice or not. But I got into the better line and so my bag got flagged because I also wasn't properly pack, packed up. But the person that searched my bag you know, there's several people waiting and it takes forever for them to go through it. So instead of standing there with a mean look on my face, rolling my eyes, being impatient, I was, you know, patiently waiting while Brittany got berated by the other lady while I was waiting for my bag. It was very pleasant to the person and this person didn't make me zip up the bag and let me go through with more liquids than I was supposed to, so. I was fortunate to be in that side of the line with you, Kim. We were done way before Zayna and Brittany and we're like, what's going on? We're, it's taking forever for these people. But even, well, before, I was about to leave even before we got designated to our lines, I did see the lady who Brittany and uh, Zayna had. She was mean to people in front, too. But, and it's you know, like the same thing. Like if you if you see them saying, take out your laptop, take off your shoes just do it before you get through the line because you're going to be holding up everyone and making the experience worse for yourself and the TSA people. Right. I really don't think we do though because like but that's not something that Brittany would do so I do think it is a learning experience because I wasn't expecting for the fact that you actually had to zip it up and so in fact one of the things that happened was it got to the point where my bag was zipped up and it like just barely zipped up. And so Brittany's trying to zip up hers and now she has to choose between face cream and toothpaste. And so like lady is like, better choose one, better choose one, better choose one. And so, <laughs> like not kidding guys, not kidding. So then Brittany chooses the toothpaste over the face cream and she's like, 
I would have chosen the face cream. You chose wrong. Who chooses toothpaste over the face cream? You can get toothpaste anywhere, like hardcore. Me, you guys, like it was a sight to see. She was an animal. In a proper London accent, huh? <laughs> <laughs> In a proper London accent, absolutely. If you're gonna be berated, might as well have someone with a good accent give it to you, I guess. But anyway, I mean, that's talking about in the airport, but let's talk about when we're leaving the airport and about to get on the plane. And quite honestly, I have to admit, we've had a little bit of bad etiquette, maybe once or twice, but I feel like this one was at least with due and good reason. Um, so obviously when they have boarding groups, and uh, when it come on, if you're boarding group A, B, C, D, E, whatever, Go with your boarding group. Only one time, though, have we, or maybe two, I take that back, <laughs> have we actually been boarding group E, and we're like, let's try to go with C and D and see if they catch us. But it's because we were on a smaller plane, and they were trying to say we might run out of overhead space, and we didn't want to check our bags. And I admit, in that moment, we were being selfish. But uh, Why didn't we want to check our bags? Well, I don't know. Why don't you remember? Wait, I'd like to give a little bit of context. So they were telling us that if you are F, if you're D or E or F, whatever, the basically A through C, you're probably going to get to like put your luggage up above. But if you're anything after that, you're not going to. So we're looking for volunteers. We need three volunteers to put their luggages, uh, like uh, to check their luggage on the plane. You know, obviously it's going to be free. So Jamal's like, huh, I wonder we're four people, let's go to them and let them know that if we, uh, like, we're four people, if we volunteer to check our luggage, do we get free drink tickets? And so the lady looked at Jamal and she, no. <laughs> and so Jamal's like, okay, and then he walks off. And so we're talking, how crazy is that? They're looking for three volunteers. We're sitting here telling them that we are four and we will volunteer to do it. Like, are you going to give us, not like, are you going to give us something, but like, hey, is there some kind of incentive to do it? And she said, no. So we walked away. So it's like, fuck it, dude. Let's go with group C. <laughs> and we went with group C and we got to put our luggage on the plane and keep it with us the whole time. We didn't have to check that. I've definitely seen people try it though and then get rejected because they're boarding with the wrong group. And then I kind of laugh to myself and enjoy that moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, I will say this. I mean, I'm going to call ourselves out because we did it and we're talking travel etiquette and we did it, no doubt. But selfishly, we had a reason. We were getting in like at 11 p.m. We didn't want to check our luggage. But if it's not a situation where they're calling out, hey, there's not going to be any room left above or anything like that, uh, don't be that new shirt and do it then. I mean, just wait your turn. But uh, if you want to be selfish, if you don't really need to check your board, want to check your bag, you know, I will say this. Up. If I was by myself, it's not something I probably would have done. But like with group mentality and like that group thing, like we're all going to do it. So I'm going to go with you guys and do it. But like, I don't think I have the balls to do that myself. <laughs> you know, if I did it on my own and they're like, uh, excuse me, ma'am, you're group F. I would have been like, I'm so sorry. I didn't hear. I thought you guys said group F. Okay. Lay dumb. <laughs> well, speaking of overhead space, I think Kim has a story about one of the last times we flew, she saw something happen with a passenger and a bag for the overhead. I think it was that same flight that was running out of space. And like I've said this before, Alaska Airlines, get your overhead bin space shit together. 
Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> we were on a tiny plane, man. I know. But anyway, um, so one of the things that always bothers me is that once you have your stuff in the overhead bin, people will come in and try to move it to fit theirs in. But this person didn't even have that kind of a courtesy. They, there was a small space left, but their duffel wouldn't fit completely in it so that the bin would close. So instead of finding a different space or asking for help, this person just put their duffel in with it sticking out. Like, of course it's not gonna close and we can't fly like that. They just didn't give a fuck and were like, not my problem. So then the flight attendant had to come by, move things around, get the duffel moved. And it's like, come on, man. But gotta do what you gotta do, Alaska. Quiet <laughs> where during like the all the overhead bins are closed, but once you take off, like it's so filled that it can't can't stay closed anymore and it just like pops open while you're like taking off. I've been on a couple flights where the overhead bins have popped open during takeoff because it's so shaky. <laughs> I definitely have been on a couple of that. A little nerve-wracking. But once you're in the air, this is where serious travel and flight etiquette comes into play. And let's talk a little bit about reclining the seat. And as we know, you're not allowed to have your seat reclined during takeoff or landing, and they have it that way for safety reasons in case there's an emergency and you need to evacuate. And I've seen so many people try to do that. One time we were on a flight leaving Mexico City, coming back to Tijuana to just cross the border, get back home to San Diego. And somebody just had the seat straight up reclined on me, like right as we were taxiing about to take off and the flight attendant was, uh, walking by and I was already so aggravated. He was, he was already reclined before we even sat. I remember because you and Brittany, Brittany was trying to be nice and take that spot and you were trying to fight her for the niceness and not make her sit there and you sat there. Yeah. And gum. <laughs> yeah, and there was gum on it. And I was already upset because that was the very trip that I got my phone stolen from me like three, four hours earlier on our way to the airport. So, uh, I was just so pissed that it was reclined and I wasn't even going to say anything because I was already just so upset. I didn't want to talk to anybody. So Zaina had to step in and tell the flight attendant like, hey, like he's reclined. And then the flight attendant took care of the situation. But I mean, who reclines the seat like before said, you take off? I just asked her, hey, you know, for security, shouldn't his seat be up? And she was like, and then she told him to lift his seat up. <laughs> Just play dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, Jamal was so upset, but I was trying to be kind and take that seat because I knew, like, I'm smaller, I can fit in that seat better, but Jamal's also really polite and doesn't want me to suffer, so he tries to take the seat from me, so I, then he gets even more frustrated because we're fighting about who's going to take what seat. <laughs> Just let me take the seat. <laughs> Fun to watch Jamal and Brittany fighting over like who's trying to be nice to each other. Like when we were in Chicago, they fought over who was going to eat the pizza with or without mushrooms, without mushrooms. Because we had to cater to Kim. I just want to throw that out there. Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> but while we're talking about reclining the seat, there are so many more stories we have. We were once on a flight on our way back from Johannesburg to Atlanta. It was a 16 hour flight, longest flight I've ever been on. And Jamal ends up sitting 
by a girl that comes on last minute. She looked like she was in the bush of Africa, because that's where we were. And looks like she hasn't showered in days. Sits down next to him, has terrible BO. Terrible, the worst body odor ever. It was rough. <laughs> ever. ever. <laughs> and the entire flight, the only drinks she ordered were milk and Baileys. Who drinks milk on a plane? I didn't even know they serve milk on a plane. My mom. Yeah, well, my mom loves milk. Maybe she wouldn't get on a plane. I don't know. But nonetheless, she would have she would have ordered something else. This chick only drank milk. But what makes it worse is, like Brittany said, it was a 16-hour flight. And, you know, this isn't necessarily – she's getting to this before she mentioned that the people in front of us were leaning back the entire 16-hour flight, even during meal service. But we're sitting – Brittany's out the window. I'm in the middle. The aisle seat is open. Literally, like, the last two or three people are coming on the plane, and I'm thinking to myself – oh, thank God, I'm not going to have anybody buy me the whole flight. And the second to last person that boards the plane, I see her coming, and that's the one. She just looked dirty, looked like she hadn't showered. And I was like, man, please don't sit by me. Please don't sit by me. And she sat by me. And once she sat down, I was like, I couldn't even believe what I was smelling. Like, it was just so bad. And we talked about this before. It's on one of our podcast episodes i mean luckily majority of the flight she had a blanket on her and that was the saving grace it matched most of the odor but as soon as she would lift her hand to drink her milk and her armpit came out or to like touch the screen in front to change whatever she was watching just the whole waft of whatever bo was coming off of her that was trapped under that blanket just escape. And Did it, it have like a rough. scent? Was it like garlicky? Uh, was it you know, milky? It was, I, I, don't, I don't know. It was just bad. It smelled like, I, I, I don't even know. And then she's drinking milk. Like she's sweating dairy on top of it. <laughs> yeah, so good travel etiquette. Don't be bad. Shower before your flight. Like, please. Yeah, shower before your flight. Have that courtesy. You're going to be sitting next to someone. Come on, you don't want to be stinky next to them. And I felt like that entire time we were just trapped in because like Jamal said, the two guys that were sitting in front of us, they had the middle seat free. So it was a guy on the window seat and the aisle seat. And they both reclined back on us the entire flight, including meal service. So we're even closer in cage with this B.O. smelling lady right next to us. We're just like in this little, we're like mustering in it. Well, see, so they were in the window and aisle, and I was in the middle, so no one was reclining on me. But even during meal service and the entire flight, they were reclining on Brittany, and then they were reclining on the girl with the B.O. So here I am, even though it's not on me, like I'm trapped in between the tightness of the, the reclined seats, and it was uh, pretty rough. But that's another thing, like, who keeps their seat reclined during meal service? Who eats like, like that? Yeah, like I barely have enough room when it's like seat up as it is to like cut or do whatever I need to do with my food. And then you recline back in less space. So yeah, I mean, when it's uh, meal time, lift your seat up. When we, we flew British Airways from Dubai to London and when they gave us meal service, it, the person in front of me was reclined 
no fucks given, dude. When the flight attendant walked by, I asked her, is it possible to have the person in front of me lift their seat for meal service so I can have some space? And she looked at me like she couldn't believe, like I just asked her to like do that because she looked like she would probably be uncomfortable asking, which whatever, if she was, then I would have just asked myself. But she like looked at me like I was crazy. She rolled her eyes and then she did it. And I was like, whatever, I don't even care, man. But yeah, don't be afraid to ask. The other thing too is, uh, well, there was something else I was gonna say. Oh yeah, I remember we were taken off. And as soon as we took off, the person in front of me reclined their seats. And I remember looking at Brittany and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, like I could die if the plane crashes, because I'm not going to have an equal shot at getting out of my seat. And that's just, <laughs> that's what you think about. <laughs> of course I mean, you think about that. You know what? That's okay for a better comeback, you know, but like, seriously, dude, wait until you're at the 10,000 feet before you recline your seat. That's just rude. And like, then that's just reclining in general. I hate when someone just slams the seat back on me. I'm like, oh my gosh my strategy for reclining my seat is to do it slowly and go like halfway wait a minute like let them get used to the new space and then slowly go back the rest of the way being courteous of the person behind me if you're gonna do it and recline because no one's saying not to recline we're just saying don't do it during or before takeoff and landing don't do it during meal service but you're right people are really abrasive with the with the pushback I like your technique, Kim. It's nice and slow and subtle. And sometimes we need a little bit of loving and taking it nice and slow, right? You just do it halfway first, give it a little taste for it, and then slowly but surely all the way. I think that's what you do to me sometimes. 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 <laughs> but no, that's a really good technique. But don't you have a story about middle seat, Kim? Oh, I always get the middle seat. Um, because I don't normally pay to choose my seat. So for some reason, they always give you the middle seat. Hopefully coronavirus will do away with the middle seat and I won't ever have to sit there again. But yeah, so I either end up with the middle seat because they assign it to me or I check in super late on Southwest and that's the only thing that's open when I'm boarding the last crew. But, um, you know, if you have the middle seat, you don't have the window and you don't have the aisle. And those two people have their own um, armrests on their side. So give the middle person the armrest. Like, scoot your body over and be considerate. I can't tell you the amount of times I get sat in the middle next to larger people who are just hogging up the middle armrest. And I'm, like, sitting there like a little caterpillar in a cocoon. Like, come on. I yeah. just want to know which seat you were in when you were on the flight where you fell asleep on that lady. Um, I was in the middle seat. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> you can't control that. They have seat, and that was nice. They'd let you rest on them, so they had good <laughs> right? I mean, someone could have just, like, brushed the shoulder off and been like, bitch, get off me. But you had a nice perk. Yeah, I think that's happened to me before, too. And instead of waking them up or being rude, I got up to go to the bathroom, so it woke them up naturally. Yeah. Very, very well... Good etiquette of me. <laughs> One thing I want to say about going to the bathroom only because you mentioned it is if you're sitting in the window and middle and somebody gets up to go to the bathroom, you should probably get up at that time too. Even if you don't really, really have to go, you could probably go. That way 
you're not always crawling over them. But same goes if you're on the outside uh, on the aisle and you're never really getting up because you don't have to go to the bathroom. Like, don't give somebody a dirty look when they ask you to get up. Like, have that travel etiquette. They're going to have to come back and sit by you. And you want them to think, like, look at this dick. He didn't even want me to go to the bathroom. Like, being so mean, you know? And when you get up, don't pull on the seat in front of you and pull that person down. Use your core strength like a human and stand yourself up gently. <laughs> Get your crunch game on for your core so that you can stand up without pulling somebody's seat. Is that your what you're saying? Yeah. So you're strong for your flight. <laughs> <laughs> or your push-ups. I don't know. I'll push-ups help you with that one, but maybe. Strength too, man. Also do your Kegels on like... <laughs> For that mile high club. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say do your keyholes to like control your pelvic strength because I can't tell you how many people fart on planes. Ew. <laughs> while we're traveling. Oh god. I, the best one was when we were flying to Japan. Like someone like every five minutes was like a f bomb. Like it was so bad. In fact, it was hella funny too though. Like it was bad. Like whoever was farting was like crop dusting us we were it like it was disgusting and we couldn't figure out who it was so it just it killed me because it was jamal at the window Brittany in the aisle and then the aisle and then i was right next to them in the aisle and then Brittany's niece was right behind her and so as we're trying to figure who it is that like figure out who's farting Brittany keeps turning behind her and then finally she asks her niece, Stasia, do you smell that? And go ahead, Brittany. She said, yeah, I smell it, but I thought it was you and that you were looking back to check my reaction. And I was like, I thought it was one of you because she was sitting right next to my mom. And I thought maybe it could be like wafting up from them, but it was like all encompassing. We couldn't tell if it was coming from in front of us, behind us, to the side of us. It was just like a, a fart bubble over our section of the plane though. I mean, somebody was doing it. We were all sitting together in a cluster and like Brittany said, at one point Deja thought like, it could have been one of us, you know, up front doing it. We thought it could have been one of them, but somebody around us and you know, like, I get it, you're on a plane, sometimes it's tough to hold things in, but if you know they're coming out smelling like that, just, like, have a little bit of respect. Like, no shame. Like, come on. Like, no shame. I don't like, think it's It was so funny because, like, as soon as the smell clears and it took a few minutes to, like, finally clear the air, then all of a sudden it's, like, this slow, like, no. increasing smell, and you're, like, oh shit again and then it like dissipates and then like slowly comes and it's like another fart bubble and it was just like non-stop for nine hours well you know who was a rule breaker on this and no farting on the plane i think mm -hmm. it was kim when we were going to vegas it wasn't me on that flight <laughs> i don't fart first of all just second kidding. of all i think it was whoever was sitting in front of britney it was, it, I, honestly, it was whoever was in front of us or behind us. I'm just joking, throwing you under the bus, Kim. I know it wasn't you, but we were on, <laughs> we were on party flight from San Diego to Vegas, but no, we weren't going to Vegas to party. It was the last like, flight out of the evening, 
and we were just using Vegas as a launching point because we were going to go hike at Bryce Canyon and we were going to drive from there. But somebody was partying on that flight too, just like super bad. And it's like, okay, again, I get it. You might not be able to like hold it in. You let one out, but if you let it out and discover that they're pretty rancid, have like, who's doing it for the second time? Like that's, that's a 45 minute flight too. Like, yeah, it's wow. so, like the whole flight. It was ridiculous. You know what killed me is like the first time the smell just kind of like, like just like boom, there's the smell. <laughs> it's, you know, it's Southwest. So there's two aisle two. So of course, you know, Kim and I are together, aisle Jamal and Brittany, and we all smell it collectively together. And we just like start laughing like 13 year olds because we thought it was like so, it was disgusting, but like so funny. <laughs> And we're like, someone I think it's us because we are the ones laughing at the hardest on the airplane right now. Hey, oh. if we have to wear masks on planes, it's really going to come in handy for those situations. It definitely <laughs> will. Well, it'll make it worse. People will be like, no, they got masks. They won't be able to smell anything. No. But it's not even going to help. Put some essential oils in your mask. as a squad tip there. <laughs> some essential oh. Lavender. Wow. <laughs> You know, a trick in nursing that we do is if we you know we're going into a very smelly situation, we put some Vicks vapor rub under our nose, put our mask on. You'll never know. Smells good the whole time, and your chest will stay clear. Oh, great. That squad tip from Britain. <laughs> For the next time you travel on a plane with a face mask. That's a good one. Well, you're going to be traveling on airplanes for a long time with a face mask. I definitely do think so, but... As unpleasant as a face mask will be on a flight, you know it's even more unpleasant on a flight and really bad travel etiquette from parents is not controlling your children. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've been on a plane where the kids are either like kicking or hitting the back of the seat. Very few times, but I've seen it, them running up and down the aisles. I'm just like, again, I'm not a parent. I've never been to that level where I'm just like, fuck this. I'm, they're going to do what they want to do. I'm just tired. Um, and I'm sure people get there, but come on. On a plane? Like, who lets them run up and down? That's wild. I know. <laughs> so control your children. Don't be that person because you'll be talked about just like we're talking about you. I don't know you by name, but I've seen several of you on planes and I'm talking directly to you now. Like, you're the assholes that let your kids run up and down <laughs> the aisle on the plane. Can you imagine if, if an adult was doing that, running up and down the aisle like a psycho? No, they'd be kicked <laughs> off the plane. Or the private, like, uh, air marshal who's ever flying on these planes would probably have to arrest that person or something. <laughs> Adults couldn't get away with kicking, punching, running up and down the aisles. Those are all things. We, can we arrest babies? Can we put them in, like, a little airplane pay, playpen? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Sometimes, like, when people are pushing up against my seat, then I just, like, ah, ah, push back. That's a good Massive point. aggressive. <laughs> Is there anything else you ladies can think of about etiquette on a plane that you want to share? Think, don't take off your shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we going to talk about the landing process? Oh, yep. Big one. Yes. Why don't you bring it up then, Brittany, since you reminded us? So, I mean, when you get off the plane, 
it should be in an orderly fashion. Be polite. When the people in front of you get up to go, you go right behind them. I hate when you get when you're about to get off a plane and everyone just stands up and bum rushes the aisles and they try to get in front of you and you're like, can we just please do this in a calm, orderly fashion? I know. And you get up and you run up and it's like, it saves you, what, one, two minutes? Like, you really need that one or two minutes? Right. And sometimes I just, like, I don't stand up right away all the time because it's like, I'm going to sit here for just one extra second because it's going to do me no good to stand up anyways. My head's going to hit the top. People are trying to pull down their stuff from the overhead bins. And I hate when you just take that one extra moment to, like, get your stuff out of the overhead bins. Like, if people are watching you in that moment, when you have to get your over the, st the stuff down, they're like, does she need help? Uh, sh is she going to go now? And they try to, like, pass you in that process. And I'm like, hold on. It's going to take me, like, one extra second, guys. Yeah. 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 Let the person in the aisle in front of you go first. Like, aisle by aisle. Aisle by aisle. Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, Brittany is saying sometimes she doesn't stand. No one's saying don't necessarily stand. It's been a long flight. You want to stand. If you want to stand, crouch. That's up to you. But to get up and then try to, like, bypass people in rows in front of you, like, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in the back of the plane or behind somebody. Just take your turn. Be courteous. You're going to get off the plane faster if people do that versus you trying to cut up because you're really not even going to save that much time. That's for sure. And I know, I know we're like talking about bad etiquette right now, but on a, the plus side, when someone, a man, sees me struggling to get my bag out of the overhead bin, I absolutely love when they step in and do it for me. So keep that up. <laughs> if you're cute, especially, keep it up. <laughs> keep it up. You're going to talk to them after the fact, Kim? You like to stay at this hotel here? All right, so anything else about the planes then, ladies? Yeah, you know what? I used to do this even before the whole corona outbreak, but I would always bring Clorox wipes onto the airplane to wipe down the the, the, the tray, pull down tray and the armrests and all of that stuff. So um, yeah, I just always do that. And I remember one time Jamal looked at me and he's like, is that industrial? And he kind of like uh, shamed me for bringing in just regular Clorox wipes. So I don't know what your guys' opinions are about that. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's changing now that whole the whole corona thing is created now. Well, maybe in the days and uh, current status of Rona, it's a little bit different. But before and just the general sanitation and sanitizing of it, it's great. But some of the ones are lightly scented or scented with something else like you just open it it's like somebody just opened a bottle of straight bleach and dumped it all over the place and i was like whoa that's like a little abrasive on my nostrils right now you know yeah, that could be why we didn't get corona in january when we came back from dubai it could be it could be yeah. Uh, wait, one more thing that I want to say is I remember reading an article and a flight attendant, it was like flight attendants tell all, and they were saying that you would be surprised at how many people put dirty diapers in the pouch in front of you, the, the seat in front of you. And so I just wanted to say that if you are one of the people who puts a dirty diaper in the pouch in front of you in that seat, you are an animal and you are disgusting. Like you are just absolutely disgusting. I have seen people not put a diaper in the front seat in front of them, but put like their trash in front, napkins, their cups. And even when the flight attendants come around to collect the trash, they just leave it there. And I'm like, 
can you just hand it over to them and save them the time and not be a disgusting human? Yeah, because one, it's disgusting. Two, they're trying to take it from you already. And three, when you don't give it to them, then it takes them longer to clean the plane, which means it's longer for you to get on the plane, which over time can make a flight be delayed or take off late. So you're just compounding an issue. I mean, if they're coming around taking the trash, like, why aren't you just giving them the trash? I don't understand it. Give them your trash. Give them the trash. See, they stole our trash. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, so now we've talked all about the airports and the airplanes. So now let's move on to hotels. So a couple of things about the hotels. One is definitely, and this isn't necessarily travel. I mean, it is in a hotel, but it's just in general, tipping is proper etiquette for certain people working in the hotel. So don't have the bad travel etiquette and not. If you're coming in somewhere and you're using the bellhop or the, uh, and giving them all your luggage and they come up, at least give them a little bit of a tip, especially if you have heavy luggage um, and everything like that. So definitely do that for sure. So do you guys tip for room, like a, what is it? The house cleaner, the house, what, what is she called? The maid. No, the makes your bed and cleans your room. Do you guys leave tip for that? I mean, you don't have to like answer yes I do or no I don't, but I mean like what are your guys' thoughts? I definitely have before. I know when, when I was on a cruise this last time, every day they make up your room twice a day and they make you little animals out of towels and it's so cute and the guy is so nice. Anything you need, if I asked for a wine opener, he would give it to me. If I asked for more towel animals, he would give it to me. So yeah, in, in those cases for sure, and and um, yeah, I mean, I think it depends. It's it's not something I do one hundred percent of the time, but I think if you can, it's it creates more good. And then if you do it in the beginning, you're guaranteed better service throughout your whole stay. So you're kind of just building on the positivity from that. Yeah, you know, for me, it honestly really depends. And but what I mean by that is, it really depends on where I'm staying. If I'm staying at a nicer hotel, and I'm not saying a nicer hotel deserves the tip, but if I'm staying at a nicer hotel, I want to come back to a cleaner room so I have my room actually clean. And therefore, you know, uh, do leave a tip at the end for it. And it's usually a little bit larger. Whereas if I'm not staying at such a nice hotel, you know, I don't really care if my room's clean. So I don't have, if I'm staying two, three days, I don't really have them clean my room until checkout for the next person. So I will leave something, just not as much because I haven't had them clean my room continuously. Mm -hmm. So it just really, really depends on where I'm staying. But again, not that the fancier deserves more, but that's just my personal preference of like, if I'm staying in a nicer place, I want my room actually clean. It also depends on how long you stay at a hotel. There's been so several times where you've flown into a city super, super late, mm -hmm. only to sleep there for five hours, pack up our stuff and leave, and really not use any of the amenities in the room. Right. Yeah. Like that Love Shack Hotel in uh, Las Vegas before we left for Bryce. We were literally there for like five hours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, another thing about the hotels is definitely be a little quiet when you're walking down the hallway. Sometimes the walls aren't as 
thick as you would imagine. Most and, of the time. Well, I, I know, that's true. And, you know, if somebody's trying to sleep and you're just making a ruckus going up and down the halls, and I mean, this could happen anywhere, but I really see this happening in Vegas more often than not. I remember one time Brittany and I were staying at the Rio and our hotel room was right by the elevator. And, you know, Vegas is a party city. Everyone's just being super loud. And I get sometimes, you know, they've had some drinks and letting their inhibitions run wild a little bit, but try to calm it down. You know, people are sleeping, you know, not everybody in Vegas is uh, 24 seven. <laughs> That's for sure. Leave the elevator with grace and elegance. Yes. Anything else about the hotels? Not that I can think of. No other horror stories. <laughs> All right, so what's next? Bus, metros, train. Basically, public transportation. Yeah, they can get really crowded. So if as a young person or um, a gentleman, or really any person, if there's somebody that's disabled or somebody that's older, like offer your seat to them if there's no other places to sit. That's just kind of in general, no matter where you are, but especially on transportation like that. Absolutely, and shout out to Japan because I, one, had a lovely time in Japan, love the people, love the culture, but that's an everyday thing for them. They even have signs on the metro uh, and subway pretty much saying like an older person comes like this is their designated seat you have to give it up and i would do that anyway but that's something that they do in general as a culture which you don't find everywhere else so if you happen to not be in japan definitely get up and give it to the elder uh or anyone who has any sort of physical disability so they don't have to stand i mean it's a lot better that way and good travel etiquette and good human being etiquette as a matter of fact but i'm seeing something here Someone put, don't lick the poles. And I'm quite intrigued by this. I mean, this is like in the show notes and discussion points when we saw bring a change of underwear to something and no one wants to admit who put that. So well, I put it on there. The oh, bring yeah. change No, underwear? not the change of underwear. You sure <laughs> yeah, that was you. No. But I did put on the show notes, don't lick the poles that people have to touch or hold on to while you ride public transport. And I do have a story. I was, it was actually here in San Diego. San Diego has a trolley line. I was riding it, I think to class when I was going to school downtown, there was only a few times where I actually did ride the trolley. But while I was on the ride, I was sitting there minding my own business, sitting in my cute little seat. And there was a guy that was getting on the trolley he had a can of compressed air and he was releasing the air and doing whippets. Oh. Doing the whippets and spraying some out and then licking the pole. Like, here's the pole that you hold on to. And he's like, ugh, licking it. That and I'm like, and then he, we would get to the next trolley stop. He would get out, do more whippets and then come back on the, the trolley and ha had this like whole process all over again. He mostly did the whippets outside of like the, tr inside the trolley, he would step out on the platform before we would, we would take off again and do the whippet and then get back on the trolley. Wow. Lick the pole. Well, one, you don't want to do that in the 
corona age. But even before that, you wouldn't even want to do that in general. That is absolutely disgusting. Like I'm so many hands. I mean, that guy's been high or something, you know? Like I'm sometimes. He was doing whippets. He was doing whippets. Of course, he was high. Okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. Um, yeah, uh, speaking of the trolley, make sure you pay your fee to ride the trolley. I remember, like, I've only been to traffic school or to court for uh, turning over double yellow lines. I didn't know that you couldn't turn over double yellow lines. The only time I've ever been to court. And let me tell you, they called me last, so I saw every single person ahead of me go. Like, 95% of the people at court that day were caught for not paying for the trolley, and it's like a 350 to $400 fine here in San Diego. And I'm like, that's crazy. So make sure you pay your trolley fee because they do catch you, and that shit's expensive. It's just good karma to pay for things when you should pay for things in general, but uh, yeah. And the trolley fee is like $3. I also saw someone who was there because he jaywalked, and that's a $350 fine if anyone's interested. I actually got a jaywalking ticket in Davis, California on picnic day. <laughs> on picnic day of all days. Okay. That's wow. a big day of ticketing for Davis police. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, just in general, like, Buses and trains and um, metros can get really crowded. So just be considerate of like pushing. I've been shoved before and like it can be crowded. So like don't get upset at the crowding. Just kind of, you know, try to live with it. And yeah. Maul's actually got his phone stolen on trying to get on a metro. We didn't even make it on. That's that was what I was talking about earlier when we were leaving Mexico City and I got it stolen. So it definitely happens um, when it's crowded in there. But that's one thing I want to say. It's not just Mexico. I've seen it all over the world, again, except for in uh, Japan. Japan. Really so courteous. courteous. But, and again, if nobody else is doing it, it's hard to do it because then you're probably never going to get on. But I love in Japan how they let everybody who wants off at the station off first before anyone who's on the platform tries to even get into the train. And so if you can do that to create a little bit of more um, proper uh, orderly function <laughs> to the boarding process, I would recommend doing it. But again, I, I get that it's hard if nobody else is doing it and you're like, I'm not gonna get on. So um, kind of have to do what you have to do. but proper etiquette if you can to do that so yeah I would say keep your hands to yourself as well uh doesn't need to be named where I was at but uh someone I was wearing a skirt and I felt the palm or like this front of the hand up against the back of my thigh because I was like I was, or, yeah the back of my yeah that's my thigh um uh, while I was on the, the trolley and I was like okay calm down it's a crowded trolley it was probably an accident and then I felt it again so uh, now I'm just like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. We're gonna get off on the next stop. So when we got off the next stop, it wasn't Japan because everyone was like pushing off and pushing on. So uh, I was being pushed off and that guy who was touching me lifted my skirt, snapped my thong, Whoa. and I was pushed off of the subway at the same time. So I was in mid air with the skirt flipped up over my butt and I, like flashed every single person and um i definitely punched that guy 
And uh, yeah, and he's like, I don't speak English. And so I responded back, no problem. I speak your language. And I called him a pig. And then I chased him out of the subway area. Oh and then, uh, yeah. So and it's so funny because I was with uh, one of my girlfriends. And so she was like, what happened? I turn around and all of a sudden I see you hitting and screaming at a guy. And I was like, let's get out of here because I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. Well, that's dog travel etiquette. That's uh, degrading human etiquette. That's pretty terrible in general. But uh, yeah. Is there anything else we have, guys? No. Final thoughts? Not that I can think of. Just you know, you know, we're talking travel etiquette. But I, if I'm going to be honest, this is human being etiquette all around too. Um, so just good karma out there in the world. We need it. Do it. Be a good person. That good's going to come back to you. And that's all I really have to say about that. Yeah, for sure. And bad etiquette versus good etiquette can really make the difference in your own trip, as well as the people that you come into contact with. But having a good attitude, being courteous, doing good, and putting that out there, like, rewards you and makes your trip more memorable, too. Something bad happens to you, just smile and say it's all a part of the travel experience. <laughs> that is true. Go with the flow. Well, that's all that we have for you guys. So thank you guys so much for tuning in on Travel Tuesday. Make sure to click the subscribe button right below and get um, all of our new episodes that we have coming out, our videos and podcasts as we start putting them out again. Yeah, and don't forget, guys, to do check out the podcast. We have over 40 episodes ready for you guys to listen. Hopefully, right now, you give it a listen. It will inspire you to take one of the trips that we've taken and we've talked about once quarantine's over for you guys. Yes, and if you found this information useful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please share it with every single person you know, and don't be afraid to let us know in the comments below. Thank you, guys. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye, guys.